right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here alone for a solo interview episode. Chuck and John will be back next week. Today's episode uh, is kind of talking about some of the big mainstream topics. Normally not normally not our bag, but, you know, they're actually kind of interesting things going on with uh, Adam Silver talking about a play-in tournament, which interests me some. And then the, the weirdness out of, out of Dallas and San Antonio and all kinds of things. We got James Holis on talking about that. If you want more Chuck and John in your lives, you get that at, well, you can see them if you're in the Nashville area at Double Dogs Sylvan Heights on Monday, February 26th. This coming Monday, just a couple days away, we'll be having a Grizzlies watch party for Grizzlies Celtics. It's an early one at 6 p.m. We will have the happy hour going. It'll be happy hour prices all game. And I'm giving away Mark Gasol figurines and Grizz gaming gear and a bunch of other stuff. So if you're a Nashville listener, doesn't matter if you're a Grizzlies fan or not, come on out to Double Dogs Sylvan Heights. Another way you can get more John and Chuck and me is by joining us over at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. They posted a video, uh, Chuck and John, of Chuck destroying a three Big Mac meal. It killed me. I, I died laughing. I don't know if that's just because I, I know them. Maybe it, maybe it doesn't translate to everyone who doesn't know them personally. But uh, whew, I was laughing. Uh, laughing to tears, actually. It really cracked me up for some reason. Anyway, if you want to see that, that is available to the people who support the program financially. You can get that for just one dollar a month. Honestly, if you listen to the show and, uh, you know, you don't give one dollar, I guess we're cool. It's fine. These are free. But maybe you should consider giving at least one dollar a month and uh, checking out the power rankings, the uh, articles John writes, the videos, that kind of stuff. Or if you want to join the Slack chat, Get involved with our fantasy leagues over at Fantrax.com. You can do all that at Patreon.com slash Fast Break Breakfast. Prove you're one of the uh, a power listener. Fast Break Breakfast power listener at Patreon.com slash Fast Break Breakfast. Or another great way you can support the show is to download the draft app with the NBA All-Star Break being over. One of the best parts with the return of the NBA was the return of draft draft.com slash fast break it is a fantasy basketball app for daily fantasy basketball completely legal i only play against our listeners normally like a one dollar game or a three dollar game uh you just do a snake draft and you get your team for the night i pretty much only again play experts where the best players are thrown out so it's super fun it's kind of hilarious it makes watching basketball a ton of fun if you use our code fast break you get a free three dollar entry into any three dollar draft again Love it. I've been playing it every day since I downloaded it like a month ago. Draft.com slash fastbreak. Use the code fastbreak. My guest today is a contributor at B-Ball Breakdown and Real Ball Insiders and is a host of the Bod Pod and frequently appears on podcasts just all over the place. And he's a return guest, James Holis. James, good morning. How are you? What's up, man? And Chris Axon, you heard that? I'm the host of the Bod Pod. That's right. Leave it just like that. Don't change it. Make sure that everybody knows that. I believe I said a host, not the host, but either way. Yeah, that's fine. Just say host. It's good enough. Yeah, it just host. Host of the Bod Pod. James, I, I've interrupted your breakfast. I've heard you are uh, pinch hitting right now. Always ready to come through in the clutch. 
But uh, so I called you up. You're like, yeah, I'm eating breakfast. Let's do it. So what what, what were you having for breakfast? Uh, there's a truck by our job that uh, they, they, they do made to order breakfast burritos oh, or nice. any kind of burrito. I got eggs, bacon, carne asada, sour cream, and pico de gallo. And there you go. Oh, man. I wasn't hungry as I just sipped my you know cup of black coffee. But now I'm hungry. Like I want actual food. That sounds that sounds incredible. Yeah, it was nice and warm. It was still warm right off the truck. And I, you know, I honestly, I'm, hey, I'm I'm working on the body, on the fitness. So I actually unwrapped it and I ate everything out. I didn't eat the tortilla, so I, I weighed the carbs. There you go. Okay, a lot of that's where they get you, I guess, in the the skinny skinny tortilla. I mean, that's the most California thing I could say today. That you know, I got a burrito <laughs> without the without the tortilla. So you got it naked. That's pretty funny. All right, well, hey, let's, let's talk about some of these NBA topics r- real quick. Uh, one thing that's on everybody's mind that's more fun to talk about than some of the, the other things is Zach Lowe and some other people reporting that Adam Silver is actually floating, like, this idea of both, you know, like, getting rid of conferences for the playoff seating for 1 through 16 mm-hmm. and then also maybe having – uh, a, a play-in tournament. So the first thing, the uh, getting rid of conferences for playoff seating. As a Memphis Grizzlies fan, I've been uh, begging for this for uh, you know 15 years. You are a Boston Celtics fan in the Eastern Conference. What's your uh, what's your opinion on getting rid of conferences for playoff seating? I'm all for it. Uh, I'd rather see the best 16 teams get in, and you see them, you know, as as league-wide versus by conference. Um, you'd see a lot more interesting pairings. We'd see, uh, I think it end up, it end up distilling down to better basketball overall, right? Cause you always have those teams. There's been teams sometimes that, you know, that are in the West that miss the playoff that are better than, you know, the seven, eight, not the, the six, seven, eight seed in the East. So yeah, I'm, I'm all for it, man. I want the best teams. I don't give a damn about the conference anymore. Teams have uh private jets. So the travel is not that arduous. I get it. There's there's other, there's other things that deconflict with it, but I would rather that than seeing like you know the Bucks play the you know or the bad Bucks when they used to be bad playing the <laughs> you know the number one team get smashed in four games. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm obviously of that mindset from from the years of there was like Pal Gasol's last couple years on the Grizzlies when the Grizzlies I think had like the sixth best record in the NBA or the seventh best record, you know, they, they had 51 wins and they got smashed by, you know, like the 60 win Mavs in the first round. And it was like, this is not cool. This is not okay. The travel issue, which keeps being brought up. I think that's kind of strange. I don't see why it's that big of a deal. Like your team, Boston and like Miami, like those are the extremes. If it was like a Boston versus an LA team or like the warriors, you know, against Miami, that's a big deal. But right now we have, you know, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, the Tim, you know, if the Timberwolves make the playoffs, those teams are at the Mississippi River. Like, they have to fly out and play Portland Clippers. Like, the Grizzlies have done all that. I know the Pelicans had to play a series against the Warriors. They're already traveling a ton, and the NBA playoffs are so spread out. Like, couldn't they just do it if there was an East Coast-West Coast matchup that those teams would... check this out. Yeah. Watch this. I'm about to blow your mind with somebody that just hit me. I'm ready. How about you do it almost NCAA tournament style where you have set locations for the playoffs. And so once the playoffs roll around, you got locations and then the finals is in some neutral site. No, that'd be crazy. That'd be horrible for uh, the, uh, <laughs> it'd be horrible for the teams. You know, they need that, they need that, that extra revenue at the gate. It'd be horrible for season ticket holders hey, uh, who, who sell this? their playoff tickets for way more. <laughs> 
But there you go. So guess what? When you do that, when you do that, the the home teams get the revenue from the arena. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't think the travel would be, would be an issue. Like you already have this times where if you look when the, when the playoff schedule comes out and it's like, sometimes I feel like the best teams, and this is where my conspiracy uh, theories come in about the league scheduling where it's like, Oh, the Spurs are kind of banged up what they play on Saturday. Then they don't play again until Wednesday. And then they don't play again until Sunday. And it's like, it's already so spread out. It seems like they could just then reserve those times for the, uh, well, any matchups that would I'm be, you know, saying, like different time zones. I'm just saying, since we're also talking about the playing tournament, let's go ahead and get all the way kooky and go all the way college with it. But no, nah, you're right. <laughs> it, it's probably, I think they probably go back to the two, three, two format. Yeah, they could. I, I mean, I know that. Yeah. So that in that way, guess what? You're just traveling, you know, just twice. And that, that negates some of the travel issues. Um, again, again, I don't care about the owner's money. They got private jets. <laughs> you know, if you want, if we had to extend the playoffs out and, and stretch it out some, so there's like an extra day between, you know, add, add another day between games and rest. That's fine too. I don't care, but I just want to see the best basketball. So yeah, I'm with you, man. Um, I'm all for abolishing the conferences uh, as far as for playoffs, but the the playing game is too far. That to me sounds cheesy. Yeah. Um, I don't like the somebody else said this, and I know it's it's very it's very simplifying the issue. I don't like condensing 82 games, 82 game season down to oh well now now it's the luck of the draw. Cause you play another team and guess what? Some guy gets hot and you get beat and you miss playoffs when you would have been in the playoffs in any other year. You know what I mean? The, yeah, I'm, I don't care about the playing game is a little too far. They try to get too cute. The, uh, like the, the playoff, the single elimination, the bill Simmons, uh, one where it's like all the, all the lottery teams get a play in like a single elimination for the last spot. I agree. I, I don't like it. It, like it's interesting, but I'm with you. Like it, uh, it kind of like defeats the purpose of us having to play 82 games. One of the ideas that I thought was interesting that uh, was in this Zach Lowe piece that I'd never considered before that I think maybe I could get behind is if there's the seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, the play in where seven and eight play, um, and then nine and ten play, and like nine is the home team and plays ten, and then that winner plays the loser of the seven eight game. You know, and like, yeah. and then that, that to me, that, that is intriguing enough. And maybe it's just the novelty of me first hearing about it where I'm like excited, like, Oh, so a 10 seed, you know, would have to win two road games to play into the playoffs. A seven seed would just have to not lose two home games to fall out of the playoffs. That yeah. kind of gets me excited. Maybe I need to sleep on it, but, uh, I, I kind of like that idea. My thing with that is that a seven seed is already not very good, right? They're not going to be a, that good a team anyway. So it's going to be so random. And again, that's like not fair to them. Cause look, Hey, we statistically should be in the playoffs. We are the seventh best team in our conference. Why are you making me have to play my way in? And then again, that guy on the 10th seed, uh, you know, let's say who's in the 10th slot right now in the East. Uh, right, Charlotte. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's say Kimba goes nuts. Yeah. All right. Great. And so now you got the 10th best team in the East getting smashed in the first round to the, to the, you know, the Raptors or the Celtics. I don't want to see that. Dude. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'd rather. Yeah. When we yeah, put, I'm good. I'm good. I was like, when we actually put a, a team to the seed number, it, it does actually make me less interested. Like, do I want to watch? Uh, uh, do I want to watch Charlotte play at Detroit for the right to play the loser of Miami oh, uh, Sixers? You know, actually, I don't. Like, I don't think the Pistons and the Hornets. Like Hornets, they should be done. They are. They are horrible to watch. But then, on the other hand, if if uh, the season ended right now. You know the Jazz are the ten seed in the uh, in the West, and so that that would be terrifying for a team like Portland. You know, 
Yeah, that's good, though. So, you know what? Let the Jazz, they have 20-something games left. Let them earn their way in the playoffs. Yeah. If they're going to earn their way in the playoffs, let them earn their way in the playoffs. If they climb up to seventh, eighth, more power to them. If not, tip your hat and say you try. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think you're right. As far as the top 16 teams, uh, regardless of conference, uh, one criticism is, but the schedules will be unbalanced. Like, it's not fair because the schedules aren't balanced. Uh, do, you have, do you have any issue with that? Uh, guess what? Life isn't fair. Yeah. Life isn't fair. I mean, they, you know, they play every, every team plays every game. Uh, every team, every team in the NBA plays every other team. Some play more, some play less. I get it. There's a, you know, there's a, there's a strength of schedule thing where some guys have a harder. That's fine. It's going to happen regardless, right? Every team's not balanced anyway. That's exactly how I feel too. Like what, what sport are we watching outside of the premier league that has a balanced schedule? Like everyone, the NFL schedule, it's, they say it's balanced. It's balanced over like a, a 16 year cycle. You know, every year it's like, oh, the, the Titans played a, a last place schedule. You know, like that's why they won nine games or something like baseball. When they do the interconference games, like they're, uh, you know, like some teams have to play the, the good teams and other teams like, oh, the Indians are matched up with the Royals or something. I don't know. I'm talking about baseball. I don't know anything about baseball. But uh, yeah, I'm with you where why would that matter? Like the schedules are never going to be balanced. That's it. Even now they're not balanced, right? And so what if the team that has the number one seed had, uh, you know, the 20th, the 20th hardest schedule? You're not, you're not complaining about that, so what does it matter? It right. doesn't matter at all. Right, and currently, you know, it's not even that, like, every Eastern Conference team doesn't play every other Eastern Conference team the same times. There's always three teams that they only play three times instead of four times. Like So, yeah, the NBA schedule's not balanced. Sports schedules are pretty much never balanced. I don't, I don't see why that would be an issue at all. Uh, Last thing on this whole issue, if we got rid of conferences for the playoffs and if we got rid of conferences for the NBA All-Star game and they just picked the best like 24 guys, uh, I think if that had been the case last year, the Celtics probably would not have signed Gordon Hayward. So I think Gordon Hayward would have stayed in Utah if it would have been the exact same, you know, options to get to the playoffs and make All-Star games. The idea being him moving to the Celtics last year, moving to the Eastern Conference was, oh, this seems like a much easier path to improve my legacy because I will be in the playoffs almost guaranteed and I will probably make all-star games. Obviously, it didn't work out for him, but you have any uh, concerns about that? Um, I mean, not, not really concerns because, I mean, it's a fun hypothetical, but he's already there. We already signed him, so I'm happy. Yeah, but yeah. no, honestly, uh, no, seriously, though, uh, you make a good point, but at the same time, we don't know exactly what was going through, you know, Gordon Hayward's mind, but part of it maybe is he was expected to take too heavy an offensive load, you know, and, and we see now Donovan Mitchell would have helped out this year a lot, but you know, hindsight 2020, you didn't know that. Um, maybe he didn't like, maybe, maybe he just, Hey, we see a guy get drafted to a team and he stays there for seven years because, you know, financially it makes sense to doesn't necessarily mean he loves Utah. You know, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Uh, uh, Utah seems to be a great city. You know, Salt Lake seems to be a nice place. Not Utah. Yeah, Salt Lake seems to be a nice place, but I mean, maybe, maybe it's not that great. You know, <laughs> uh, maybe, you know, I heard things close down early and he's a, he's not a, you know, like a young partier, but he's a, you know, he's a family man. Maybe he wants to just have a, a, a little more, uh, a little more of a, of a life. So who knows, man? Right. And again, you know, the Brad Stevens draw, we know it was a big deal. Um, he, he knew he was going to go, you know, play with, uh, at least Isaiah Thomas uh, when he signed, yeah. So you know he knew he had Isaiah Thomas and Al Horford there. Maybe he maybe he wanted to open up his offensive repertoire because we know that Utah's a grinded out kind of slow down team. So I mean, I get it. Sure, that probably would have been one factor, and that would have been something that would have been alleviated by you know the playoffs with no with uh, no regard to conference. 
but there's other things that probably factored in also. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, not just specifically the Gordon Hayward situation. Like Western Conference teams, if you guys wanted to get rid of the conferences, I think you guys might have a shot at signing LeBron James. But as it currently stands, I, I don't think you do. I'm pretty sure LeBron will always stay in the East as long as the, uh, the, 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 the current setup goes. All right, moving to, uh, I guess, some of the more controversial stories. I don't want to talk much about the Mavericks SI piece. It's disturbing. It's upsetting. I, I will ask you one thing about it. How many NBA team employees have been arrested on team grounds, do you think, in the last 10 years? Like, is it a big I number? Can't think of, I can't think of any. And... <laughs> Like, that's the most disturbing thing to me. And I know we said we're not going to talk about it much. Everyone should know the details by now. It's it's pretty disgusting. And the, the most disturbing thing to me is, you know, the fact that now uh, Cuban's walking it back and saying, oh, I realize now I'm a mistake. He's one of the smartest, most insightful owners we have. And he's always been very, you know, very outspoken about his hands on this. And, and he's very forward thinking. So the fact that you're telling me that you did not realize that retaining uh, a multiple-time domestic abuser, someone who was arrested on company grounds. <laughs> you tell me that that didn't re- you didn't realize that that be toxic to your to your your uh, to your workplace. That to me does not make any sense. And I really feel that there's going to be more investigation, to be more digging, and he can try this uh, you know this deniability stuff all he wants to. I think Cuban's going to be he's going to be embroiled enough. He knew. He, I, I I really feel. I'm not speaking on anything I know. So, you know, but I really, he knew, he knew a lot more than he's letting on. And I think it would come to light and we might see another kid situation like the Clippers. They might, they might force him out of there. I mean, yeah, that's, that's like the biggest thing. I can't, I keep coming back to like, wait a minute. The guy was arrested at work at the Dallas Mavericks work. And like that, like that, that surely doesn't happen much. And especially in like this field of of sports journalism, which is uh, really tough. And there's like a thousand people trying to get every single job. It seems crazy that uh, the Mavs would hang on to anybody with uh, with, with such a record. Yeah. But again, and then and then man, and then Cuban went with the whole. He like walked back his apology. He claimed he was ignorant, and then he said like, "Yeah, we thought keeping him in house would keep him from would going somewhere else." Other people at other jobs and doing we'll it. Say, yeah. He's a, he's an abuser, so we decided to keep him close to, to, so we can save other companies so he didn't go anywhere else to do the same thing. That is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. The, you, you know, so, like yes, you, you know, the last time I heard that, Mark Cuban, like from the Catholic Church when they said why they didn't expose child molesters. Uh, like like whenever time you yeah. go with the uh, oh like uh, and that was the um, the Grizzlies play the Grizzlies in arena announcer like two years ago. Came like like he got arrested uh, for molesting uh, children, and it was wow. and it was a thing where he was employed by a church, and the church was like, "Oh yeah, we knew about it, but we just wanted to handle it in house, and because we were worried if he went uh, anywhere else, he would do it to yeah. somebody else." It's like people just report these people, like 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 yeah. <laughs> report them, put them. So I don't know, Cuban. Uh, I don't know, calling him one of the well, most insightful and intelligent owners. I, I'm I'm out on. He, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me, let, me, let me couch that. Let me couch that. He always came off as oh, there one go. of the most insightful, intelligent. And obviously, from what from, from hearing this, either he's like Mr. Magoo and he's an <laughs> idiot. How do you not know this stuff? Then, yeah. like, you see about the, the was that the president of operations, the guy, uh, uh, Usuri? Yeah, yeah. His name, Usuri. Yeah, he lasted three months somewhere else because they were like, we're not dealing with this crap. Right. And he lasted over what, you know, 15, 20 years? No. No, no. Yeah, so I, I hope that I know that Adam Silver has 
is he very image conscious. He is going to dig this down to the to the bare floors, and he's going to figure it out, and he will make sure that heads are going to roll probably. So I have no problem with that. We have no, there's no place for that kind of stuff in, in the NBA or any workplace. And so I'm glad, I'm glad that this, in today's climate, it's becoming, uh, you know, it's, 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 this kind of stuff is not going to be turned a blind eye to anymore. Uh, slightly less bad for Mark Cuban's day. Was he got fined $600,000 for uh, talking about yeah. talking about tanking on Dr. J's podcast, which was hilarious. Have you ever, uh, have you ever been fined James for uh, anything you, uh, you said on a podcast? Yeah, I got uh, not for what I said on the podcast. I got speeding ticket. I got fine for driving. <laughs> well, what's the uh, what's the what's the biggest? Rep- have you ever had any negative repercussions for anything you've done on, on a podcast? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I really don't. I mean, yeah, I, no, I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a bad podcast podcast host. I've been. Oh, I've been yelled at because I keep messing up Andre Robertson's name. I keep calling him Andre Robertson. Oh yeah, me too. And somebody tweeted. It. Yeah, yeah. Somebody tweeted at me very like, huh, you know, so simple. How do you still not know that you're, you know, you're supposed to be a writer? I'm like, yeah. not bad, dude. I'm just talking. I just, I, I mix it up. Watch the games, James. Uh, yeah. The, uh, no, I thought it was funny. Uh, my, my, I think my, my new goal is to have the NBA find someone for something they say on my show. Like, I don't even know how I accomplish that, but uh, I'm definitely going to uh, attempt it. Ooh. Like, how about d- this? I'll try this. <laughs> how about this? Hey, Michael Jordan was definitely forced out for gambling he wasn't going to play baseball he they forced him out did that help oh 100 percent. yes uh and tim and actually i paid tim donaghy i paid tim donaghy uh <laughs> the money all right another strange situation is the Kawhi leonard situation mm. we're just hitting all the big mainstream topics not normally our yeah, thing yeah. but uh, let's hit the big mainstream topics this is very strange the team apparently uh Everyone is inferring that the team leaked this to Woj because that's how Woj gets his information, usually. Uh, and you wouldn't think Kawhi's camp would leak it. But Wojnowski reporting that the Spurs have cleared Kawhi to play, but uh, Kawhi doesn't want to play because he's hurt or there's a rift. What's going on there? So I have a very specific thought on this just because I was I didn't know what tendinopathy meant, right? Uh, and it turns out, it's just, uh, it's basically tendonitis of that, you know, tendon that goes runs to the kneecap. So every time he flexes his knee, if he does it, you know, jumps and runs and stuff, it's going to get inflamed and tender. It's going to hurt. So my, my thinking on this is that, sure, the, the doctor cleared him saying, hey, you're structurally fine. Nothing you can do can make this worse. You're not going to, you know, it's not about to tear. It's not, but it hurts him so bad, he's not going to play on it. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's like, that's my thing. Maybe this is not, sure, the doctor's like, you are physically cleared to play. It's all about pain management now, and they're not managing his pain. It, it maybe it just hurts too bad for him to play. And if that's the case, I'm you know no matter what the case is, Kawhi Leonard is a grown man to do what he wants to do. I don't. He doesn't seem to be the type of player to you know to make a statement by holding himself out or to, you know to be protesting and, and you know trying to get himself traded or whatever. It seems to me like I mean if it's about the pain management and it hurts him too much to play, where well, well, I mean that's what it is, you know. So, um, sure, it could be two things. He is cleared to play physically. Doctors are like, hey, we've done all the MRIs, the tests, structurally sound. It's going to hold up. And, you know, okay, we can give you cortisone shots. And he's like, I'm not doing that. You're not going to just shoot me up so I can play every night. I want to yeah. be pain-free and healthy. And, and, and that's, that's not like – I don't think – I don't know if there's a risk. I don't know anything. I hear Stephen A. Smith and, and Max Kellerman say the things they say. I, I don't know how much I buy it, you know, grain of salt. Yeah. They're saying there's a big rip between Kawhi's camp and the Spurs. 
So um, it's a, it's definitely a strange. And any other franchise, we would have we would have been having them over the barbecue spit right now, and everyone been killing them. But, but the Spurs have earned such they've built up so much equity. We have to kind of just wait and see. We don't have to, but I mean that's what people are doing, right? It's the Spurs. We've been doing that for a bit because we we use that yeah. term equity because like when they signed the the Palgasol like the new contract we were like what is yeah. go- going on and uh, and now mm-hmm. with uh, this whole Kawhi Leonard not playing this year is there any chance though this could be some kind of I don't know some kind of counterintelligence play but by Greg Popovich who was trained in the Air Force for uh, you know counterintelligence to try to i don't know shift the focus is this some like weird tactical ploy to maybe uh get teams off the scent maybe a final motivational piece uh you mean pop's announcement yeah just pop doing this thing where everyone's like i can't believe pop would throw Kawhi under the bus like maybe is there something more at play um and see you know uh, rachel nichols on the jump she does outstanding work shout out shout out to you rachel if you i'll I'll love you on your show um, she'll never hear this. <laughs> yeah, but she will never she hear was, this. I'll, uh, yeah. Right. He was saying that the camps pretty much aren't talking to Spurs and, and Kawhi camp. So this was him getting the message out to Kawhi, like, hey, man, if you do want to come back, you kind of got to do it soon because we can't wait until last. You know, so uh, that's just – it's look, you said it, the Piles is all contract. The Jonathan Simmons uh, whatever, thing. Yeah, whatever the, that was. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the guy who uh, – what's the guy's name? He just went to Atlanta, uh, the center. Uh, oh, uh, the, 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 Deadman the, on the Hawks? De- Deadman, I'm, yeah, with a yeah, like he's a good player. Yeah, and they just some so some. It's weird. Spurs have always had that magic touch. Everything they touch turned to gold. And I'm not saying like it's turned to something else, you know. But it's it's they've kind of if not whiffed lately. They still got good players and they still do well in the draft. But like yeah, there's, there's, we can look at some cases now. Like huh, what's happening there? What's happening there? And this is the you know the like, kind of like it's accumulating now where it's like. The culmination where we're like, what's going on with Kawhi? So, I, I mean, I'm hearing people say they won't be shocked to see him somewhere else in the next couple of years. And you know, before that was unfathomable. It might happen. I think he could break. I think he could break the internet if he uh, just cut his hair. If Kawhi showed up out of the blue with a haircut, It'd be amazing. Hey, uh, I mean, that'd be <laughs> that'd be pretty that'd be pretty shocking. But then, like, if he, if he did that and came back in the game, the same. If, oh, if he went bald and he came back wearing 23. Oh, it'd be so awesome. That's what we need. Hey, last last thing, James. Uh, as I said before, and if people don't know, you are a Celtics fan. Um, are they going to be okay? They're six and nine in their last fifteen before the All Star break. Uh, their offense is kind of uh, not good. Uh, are they going to be all right, right rest of the year? Um, I don't care about this year. I said this the minute Gordon Hayward went down. I was bummed for about forty eight hours. I was kind of really like not no not depressed, but it's like oh this sucks. And I saw them start winning. And my focus shifts, man. I don't care about this year because, obviously, everything changed once Gordon Hayward went down. Uh, I'm so impressed with Jason Tatum, right? That's a bonus. Yep. J- uh, I'm so impressed by Jalen Brown. That's a bonus. They're young guys get missed. All this is Everything is gravy right now. So uh, they're not as good as that 16-0 run, obviously. They're not as bad as they show in the last 15 games. They're somewhere in the middle, which means they're a good but not great team. I wouldn't be surprised they lost in the first or second round just because they're playing so many young guys. So to me, I've, I've accepted this as, as, a, as a fan. I'm in a state of Zen. I just enjoy seeing the growth. I enjoy this journey that they're on. I love, you know, watching Kyrie integrate himself. I love Al Horford. I'm happy no matter what. And you'll see other Celtics fans do the skies falling and they wanted to trade at the deadline. I don't care about any of that because our team is not our team until next year when we're going to hit with that. So will they be okay? They're going to be okay. They're going to be better than, than six and nine in 15 games. They're going to be better. Uh, I think the, the All-Star break should, should have rejuvenated and refocused guys, so that's fine. 
Um, they they probably can't beat this iteration of Cleveland. Cleveland's really good. The Raptors, they the Raptors are probably better than them because of cohesiveness and chemistry, and uh, their depth is a little more uh, a little more reliable because uh, some nights our bench lost some bets as a brand. So I, I could be honest. I wouldn't be surprised if they made East Conference Finals and they, you know, let's say they go toe-to-toe with Cleveland or Raptors and maybe even pull it out. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if they, they lost in the first or second round. Yeah, they probably want to avoid the uh, also the uh, everybody eats Washington Wizards who seem really fun too. Yeah, so you're not worried about it. Oh, no. We just need John Wall to come back, and then we're fine. Yeah, yeah, well, back exactly, exactly. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> Is there any one of those lower seed teams that you're uh, you, you want to avoid? Are you, are you scared of the Philly. Bucks or the Sixers? Philly, Philly, yeah. Terrified of Philly. Because in the playoffs, right, you shorten the rotations, and basically your stars play forty minutes a night. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid on the floor forty minutes a night. It's tough to beat, especially yeah. for a team like Boston, where you know it's about Sharon and. There's not that much heft inside. Greg Monroe would help with some, but, you know, we know Embiid's a freaking monster. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd, I'd be terrified. Oh, and then Marco Bellinelli, too? And then you're ready coming back? Oh, terrifying. Terrifying. They it, got shooting. They got, they're deep. They're long. They're athletic. Terrified. If, uh, if the Celtics do, you know, start winning some more games like we expect and Greg Monroe is contributing, can you, can you help me push this uh, hashtag moose boost? I want to get the moose boost out on uh, social Let's media. You got your I'm going to start. Yeah, I love Greg Monroe. I love that pickup for them. Perfect pickup. I think once he gets in the rhythm and learns the offense, he's going to be really good for them. I'm imagining him and Al Horford or your jumbo with him and uh, him and Baines. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be really good. I'm, let's push that. Let's get that amplified That's up. I'm gonna start oh, I'm so Moose excited. Boost right Moose Boost. Moose Boost starts tonight. Uh, Friday night. Dark night. <laughs> All right, James, thanks so much again, man, for coming on on short notice, for uh, shortening your breakfast to join me. Uh, tell people where they can find you and uh, anything you got, you want to plug. Oh, hold on. We're not going to talk about the NCAA? Thing oh, that man, what, what we can, yeah, real quick. My, my baby is still real asleep. Quick, quick. My baby's still asleep, and my son is, hasn't broken anything. So, uh, yeah. Okay, well, I just want to say this. I want to say this. I saw the list of names. They had Markel Fultz. They had Kuzma. They had people like uh, my man Miles Bridges, who's still in school. They said his mom got money. Yeah. I'll say this: good for every one of them. Oh, absolutely. And my, my only, my only thing that I feel I wish they had gotten more money. And I just tweeted it. I, there needs to be an app where where uh, players and their parents who want to get paid illegally can kind of calculate how much they're worth. Because some people got a couple hundred bucks, some people got ten thousand, and so some people got low balls. I want them to get as much money as possible. I want the NCAA structure to be ripped down and started fresh because it's a corrupt system. So good for every one of them and more power to them. We, on our show, we, we never talk about the NCAA, but we do consistently. We, we just say it's, it's, it's indentured servitude at best. We, we can't believe these guys aren't getting paid. Like, what, what would happen if, why can't every player just uh, publish, like, their, their Venmo or PayPal on, uh, on, <laughs> on just social media? Like, are, does the NCAA have the power to, like, subpoena people's Venmo accounts? It seems like we could be speaking of which. Yeah, speaking of which, Josh Jackson got like two thousand dollars Venmo to him, and that's the funniest part to me. Oh, that's, that that's really like on the there. That's part. incredible. It, it absolutely is. Josh Jackson was Venmo like a thousand dollars or something by some agent, so that was freaking awesome. Um, it, they got they got to do something, man. You can't expect these guys to live in near poverty in college. Guys who come from near poverty, or you know, some of them from poverty, and you expect them just to to to, to just rake in millions of dollars for this for the NCAA. So I'm glad this is happening and good. Good on everybody involved to expose this. Good on the players for taking that money, illegally or not. 
and it has to end sooner or later. I just, I just hope it doesn't end. It seems like it's going to end in my mind because I'm a cynic or a pessimist in, in these situations. In my mind, it's going to end with a handful of assistant coaches getting arrested, you know, a la like Chuck Person at, at Auburn and some other guys, like the, the guys who are actually physically carrying the bags. Uh, getting arrested. No administrators are going to get like hurt. There's going to be slaps on the wrist for everybody. Like, I, I, so I'm I'm frustrated about it. I I definitely think all these guys should get paid. It, it is crazy. Like, it's one thing to not pay them from the institutions, but with them generating billions of dollars and then the players not even be allowed to like license stuff to sell their autographs to like books, you know, like to make their own money off YouTube channels. That's just crazy. Like that 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 makes no sense whatsoever. So. I do hope some good comes from this, but uh, I'm not optimistic. Somebody's going to flip big time, and there's going to be some, some canaries thing, and, and I think, like, you know, like you said, those bag men, somebody's going to stand up for themselves and say, no, this is, this is bigger than me, so I hope so. Yeah, I hope so, too. What do you got coming up? Oh, sorry. No, that's good. Uh, yeah, uh, at Snotty Dripping on Twitter. Uh, I, I've been such a slacker, man. I'm going to start writing again, so keep an eye out on bballbreakdown.com, realballinsiders.com, and Chris Axman over at the uh, Almighty Baller Podcast Network. Hopefully, him and Coach Dave before, and me and Dan Morang, uh, Morang do some more stuff. Uh, but they haven't been invited. I think I've, I've been a black sheep lately. Not just, yeah, <laughs> me and Fred. They've, they've been they've been blackballing me lately. That's too bad. I'm waiting for my invite, James. I've never been on the Bod Pod before. Oh, look, hey, hey, you want to come on the podcast with me and uh, with me and my man Joe Borelli, man? Yeah, He's yeah. Done, I was actually talking about Joe. I don't know Joe very well, but we, yeah, we 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 exchanged some messages recently. So yeah, let's do it. All right, my man. Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Peace. All right, thanks again to James, a.k.a. Snotty Drippin'. Uh, always fun to talk with him. Always great. Uh, he's a guy, uh, he will he, he will move stuff around to uh, to help you out. And he did, he did that today uh, when I needed someone kind of in a pinch. So, again, uh, if you don't follow him on Twitter, at Snotty Drippin', do that and support his writing and his podcasts. Remember to support us. Download the Draft app, draft.com slash fastbreak. Use the code fastbreak. And, of course, patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Grizzlies fans, if you're in the Nashville area, remember Monday, February 26th at Double Dog Sylvan Heights. We're having a watch party. We have a lot of Grizzlies gaming gear to give away. We have Mark Gasol uh, doing the Conor McGregor walk figurines to give away. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, you can cheer for the team to win or lose. We won't judge you. Uh, just going to be fun. Happy hour prices all game long and those giveaways. So do that. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at Fast Break Break. Like us on Facebook. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being G&G. Fair break, break, man. You understand?